0: I've just been watching a Shaquille O'Neal documentary on Joseph Vincent's channel on YouTube. So shout out, Joseph Vincent. Encourage you to go check that out. I'm up to the bit where the Lakers are playing the Portland Trailblazers in the 2000 NBA Finals. And it's that play where Kobe alley-oops the ball up to Shaquille for the dunk that seals the victory against the Blazers. You know, Scotty looked a little slow on that play. I got to say, he looked a little bit Kobe kind of cooked him. I don't want to start this thing off in a in a, in a negative fashion. Scotty Pippen, one of the NBA's all-time greats. We finish off the book review unguarded, and the Oracle rightly again, might I say, calls out a few celebrities in this episode. Uh, Notably, DJ Khaled, who everyone was redirected back to recently. Uh, We got a bit of a a clip on that later in this episode. Big shout out to uh, all our regular listeners. Enough rambling from me. Let's just get stuck right into episode 19 of the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. for another garbage time basketball podcast. It brought me me, Matt, and the Oracle Alright, welcome everybody to the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. My name is Rodney E, I am the pod god, the point god of the squad here on the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast and uh, the squad is live. I've got Matt, the most aggressive Podcaster in the game. How are you going, man?
1: Pretty good, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I guess it's a, a lull. Well, apart from the Kevin Durant stuff, I guess there's kind of uh, not yeah, much gosh. going on in the NBA at the moment, is there? But uh, God, that's
0: boring. That that talk. I hate it
1: at the moment. Just feel like it's yeah. I mean, well, we can get into player, but guy. Uh, is there anything than else
0: other than to say about Kevin Durant other than fuck you?
1: Well, yeah, I think that's the that's the headline, but uh, <laughs> sub headline <laughs> is uh, in Durant in mess of own making. You know?
0: Yes. Correct,
1: correct. And uh, look, I know this is just the intro, but it really is staggering how well regarded he is, but he doesn't have the wherewithal to really knuckle down and play through a bat like every other superstar had to do back in the the old days. He bails on a situation at the drop of a hat.
0: Why don't they just get it together and have a crack at it next season? Stop all this fucking trade talk, just knuckle down, do some work with the guys you got and see if you can win it. Isn't that the point? Of yeah. Playing in the NBA,
2: they don't have a really, they don't have a bad team. Like to be That's honest, I mean. they, uh, you know, they they did it right before all the injuries and shit. If TJ Warren comes back from that injury, pretty
1: good. That's right. He's then pretty good. Yeah, then they've got a pretty good squad. And look, I'm I'm getting rid. of Irving, yeah, he's he's expendable. For sure. Yeah, I'm like trading him for whoever, like draft picks in 15 years time. Fucking and so, fucking. and
0: so is Ben Simmons. I mean, he's still got trade value, and and he could be like the first dude in NBA history to get traded between three, four teams and not playing a game. <laughs> he could he could literally be that guy.
1: Yeah, another guy. Maybe he could arguably say doesn't have the wherewithal, you know, the mental fortitude yeah. to handle adversity. Right. Well, like you think about players like Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, who were, p- played on poor teams for most of their career, really, and mm. had the mental Chris fortitude Webber. to try and play through it and make it better and just off the, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears become competitive. These guys just don't have that now for whatever yeah. I'm, I'm standing like wow. an old guy on the porch now, but uh, this is just no. the fucking intro. Why don't you to introduce Frank?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get to the Oracle. Oracle.
2: <laughs> hey, What's going boys. on, man?
0: How come you were late?
2: No, oh, I was fucking... You know, I had to fucking so rub my balls, shit? man. The, the oracle's got to rub his balls and fucking see, see what he can see in the future. All oh, right, you, We figured it was either sex,
1: you're having sex, or you were taking a big shit.
2: Yeah, this isn't a passive-aggressive podcast, Matt. It's not all dick, shit, and root jokes. <laughs> well, maybe I was fucking taking a, sh- taking a shit and rubbing one off one off at the same time. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe we're exactly the Just same. thinking about fucking... <laughs> Adam Silver and fucking Durant.
1: What do they call that again where you get a blowjob where you're taking a shit? What's that called again? That's a... Um, a rusty nail. A fucking Oh, man.
2: Oh, it's not,
1: really? that's not a rusty no, nail. That's no, something. But that's a drink, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that a drink?
2: Hold yeah, no, on. keep talking. Sad. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. All right. I can Google that shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, we're all here
0: and uh, this is the opening tip. <sighs> Which is, uh, you know, another dick reference. Um, <laughs> so we kind of almost did it with KD there. To be honest, I want to talk about it. That guy's a dick. You know, he should he should just... A blumpkin. Shut the fuck up. It's a, a blumpkin.
1: blumpkin. When you, when a you blumpkin. get a blowjob and take a shit, it's called a blumpkin. So I, so I, it was on the tip Fra- of my tongue the whole time. That's why Frank was late. That's why the Oracle
2: <laughs> was tardy today. Uh, Yeah, I won't be putting up as a photo, as uh, you know. For Why this, not for this episode? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Send it to Matt because he'll he'll gladly post it. <laughs> All right, you just want to get straight in the book. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Scotty Pippen. All right, what book is this? Unguarded. This is part two of Unguarded, Scotty Pippen's biographical account of his career. We talked about his early stuff, his personal life a little bit, his family life, the struggles he went through there. He was largely unnoticed as a college player until his senior year when he sort of exploded. And, you know, we were getting into his first couple of years in the league there. Frank, you wanna you wanna pick it up from there, mate?
2: Yeah. So, you know, we sort of left it on. He was in his second or third year, which he was starting to really performed well as a player, and um, that's when, you know, the, the Bulls were playing against the bad boys. That's right, Pistons, 89-90 Pistons. Yeah, if, uh, yeah right. if, uh, it was 87-88, 88-89. They lost two years in a row to them, and, uh, you yeah, know, he had the first, he suffered a concussion, so that fucked him up a bit. And then um, in the second year, he had the migraine game. Yeah, right. Which, I yeah, which... Yeah, which he, he suffered a migraine. He had a really bad game. He he basically says in the book that he shouldn't have played, but he would have felt bad if he didn't. He wanted to share the team, but you know he's he's in he's in it. So yeah, he's committed. And well,
1: was that a regular committed. season game or no? That was a playoff game. Who were they playing? They were playing against the Pistons, were they?
0: Yeah, they had a lot of struggles getting over the bad boys. They had the Jordan rules as well. I'm sure that included some Pippen rules. They were just fucking, uh, you yeah. know. Beat him up too, like
2: beating him up, beating Jordan, Jordan up, the whole fucking team. Nick's did it, Pistons
1: did it, but without that, without the Pistons really like uh, beating them down, you don't, we don't get the That's dynasty. Right. Like it lit you a know, fire. And, and right? like we talked before about uh, Kevin Durant and how mentally weak he is. Like it just goes to show you, like Jordan, Pippen, and all that. They took that adversity and they went right, <laughs> put the hard hat on and yeah. went to work. That's it. And did what it took to win. They squatted up. P- you know Jordan recognized Pippen
0: was a unique talent and that he needed him right
1: yeah, yeah. but they but, but they went physically you know they they uh, Jordan Pippen started beefed up physically training to toughen themselves up for that sort of in you know for endurance and for the sort of punishment that, that, that they were going to get from the Knicks and the and the Pistons
0: and i think not only sort of physically they would have done more training and stuff i think mentally they just decided we got to get over these guys we can't let them beat us up anymore yeah,
2: yeah that 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 happened uh like they lost game seven against the pistons uh, i was yes. on a sunday and he said tuesday he was back and he was he, straight in straight into the gym room just hitting the weights and he said day after day players just kept coming up so in the off season before you know training camp anything like that the players had had enough and they were back training hard because uh they just had enough of you know losing to the pistons and we're going all right let's get our fucking shit together we need to fucking get on top of this, and they did. And, they had you enough know. of Bill beer, and Dennis Rodman. Yeah, and even uh, Scotty says like he couldn't believe how dirty uh, Isaiah Thomas is as a player. He said up close, um, yeah, he sort of opened his eyes. Yeah, he's got that big cheesy smile, but behind it, he's a cunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, even the, the coaching staff, everyone started turning up, and just players were just telling the coaches, you know, we think, you know, we think we should do this against Pistons and do that. And um, did that coincide with Phil Jackson taking over as well? Yeah, I think it was a bit of a learning curve for you know the, the team. The, you know, we've seen that Pippen and Grant were still fairly young, and uh, a learning curve for for the whole team. And Jackson coming in, though,
1: Frank, you, would you say that Phil Jackson coming in sort of was the catalyst for Pippen's emergence right. as a professional player because? Collins was really all about just fucking give it to Jordan everyone else. Our game plan is to give it to Jordan, and that's it. And then implementing the triangle with, uh was it Tex Winters and uh, Phil Jackson there, that freed up Michael a lot, like lifted a load a little bit off him and gave Pippen a chance to shine.
2: Being under Collins' system, it was... Jordan just, you know, shooting the hell out of the ball. And, you know, with Collins gone, Tex Wynn just came up to Jordan and said, you've got to start passing the ball more. You've got to, you need to earn the trust from them that you know, you're going to do the right thing. And, you know, they've got to be, it can't be just all about you. You need to pass the ball to your players Yeah, and, you know, let them, um, you know, shoot the ball. I think Phil Jackson knew they had to
0: get more out of the other guys. They couldn't just rely on Jordan carrying him. And that system is designed for that. It's designed to involve all five guys on the court.
2: Yeah, exactly. And uh, the start of the following season, the 1990-91 90, season, Pippen up his averages again, and I think they ended up winning about 60 or 62 games for yeah, the season. he started like Duncan on cunts, didn't he? Yeah, he. I mean, he was putting on the muscle. Uh, he was just getting stronger. He was getting more confidence. Confident, and he was—he was starting to come into his own. It was from from that season onwards. He was, uh, yeah. Was he the all-star that year? I ninety-two. Can't remember. There was one year he got snubbed. It was either that year or the following year he got snubbed. Yeah, I can't remember. It, I can't remember which year it was though. So. He definitely uh, played
0: in the 92-93 All-Star Game. I'm almost 100% on that. Might be the year before he was uh, winning, but wasn't quite there yet. They get over the Pistons, and and, uh, then they sort of come up against the Knicks a bit later, don't they? Yeah, Knicks is more... More of a challenge for him to to get over, I think.
2: Um, Yeah, they they started coming around... the following year, when uh, when the Bulls played against the Blazers in the finals, right? Yeah. From here onwards, he talks more about the seasons and sort of more stats and not too much personal in depth stuff anymore. Wonder why he does that? Yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. Like he just starts big noting pieces, himself throughout the,
0: whole, the rest of the book. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about what I did now.
1: Well, he clearly had something to get off his chest, you know what I mean? He clearly, he clearly felt like he was a bit one-sided. He about The Last Dance, didn't he?
0: He wanted to get that out there, that he wasn't happy with that. And now it's yeah. probably his amount of screen time and stuff they didn't include he wasn't happy with.
1: Yeah, and look, it, it, uh, I think it was. I think Pippen's right in a lot of ways. Like you could argue that, that because it was executive produced by Michael Jordan and he had final say, you could say that they really didn't go at Michael critically the way they could have, especially when it came to the gambling. Correct, yeah.
0: Things that he did that were possibly detrimental to that team,
1: yeah. I mean, didn't
0: really show in any sort of negative way too much. It was all from Jordan's perspective, and uh, that was yeah. pretty clear to me watching it. But
1: um, uh, he, he's gambling. He, how he was as a father, uh, all that stuff wasn't really covered. And uh, maybe the argument, like the, uh, I don't I'll know, I th- the it. the argument is is being a total cunt okay, justifiable if you're winning. You know what I mean? If you if it means winning championships, and I it's think- an interesting argument, I think.
0: Yeah, that's right. You could argue probably for days about it. So Pippen's still playing in in – Jordan Sh- Shadow, but uh, during that uh, the later part of the book, what what does he say about those sort of later seasons?
2: He goes, on, he, he, I mean, he, he does talk about the championships, and you know, he, he talks about you know playing the Lakers in Game One of the Finals. Jordan was on Magic, and um, he couldn't really defend him that well. He uh, Magic ended up getting a triple double that game. Yeah, so. he switched on the on the Magic and shut him down in that series, right? not shut him shut him down definitely was a you know he, he defensively was a lot, a lot better than jordan you know jordan was going to see, be seen as you know using the offensive end and pippin defense give us yeah. what offense he can that's um, what i
0: remember about pippin the ball started to sort of rely on him to lead the defense like he would uh, take the the best player on the other team and and match up on him
2: yeah he would he would always get the uh, the hardest defensive you know um uh, task, the, task yeah. on the course yeah so you know he he talks about uh you know from game two onwards they put pippin on jordan who who is a bit taller um you know bigger wingspan. his is wing seven foot two you know he, he talks about with him being brought up on defense when you were from a young age it helped him right then right now like uh he, you know he, he started magic's game you know he says that he with his right hand that's where he's really good he's he stayed on his right side when he dribbled with his right hand he made him turn and shift the ball to his left as soon as magic got over the the half court line he was straight up on him so you know magic wasn't used to that and he, he was still getting assists but it was more you know he wasn't having much of an influence at all if i remember Correctly, I mean
1: just game one was close. The rest of it was a fucking whitewash, wasn't it? That yeah, series. That's what I remember about that series.
2: Exactly. Yeah, well they they lost game one and then they they won four straight.
0: Yeah, and you can credit that move a little bit, you know, Pippen going on the Magic and that kind of fucked the Lakers up.
1: I'm interested, no, Frank, uh, I think we've, he- we've heard a lot about the, the championships and stuff like that. Does, does he say much about after the championships, like when he played for the Blazers and he played for Houston and stuff like that?
2: He does. <laughs> Houston, he doesn't say much at all because um, he only played one season for Houston and that was the shortened season because of... Yeah. Uh, their yeah. fucking EBA or whatever they had or whatever. So you know that was only fifty game season, but yeah, I barely um,
0: remember him playing for for Houston. I mainly remember that Blazers season that he had. He had a couple of years at the Blazers, didn't he? Post the
1: yeah, he did. Yeah, champion. Yeah, that was a, that was a stacked team. They had a lot of talent in it. Yeah. Um, he did play on the Rockets with Barkley, right? Yeah, he, he played, and they didn't. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they, they got have along. They not got along very well. I don't yeah.
2: reckon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was um,
1: without
0: Jordan there to sort of mediate things <laughs> between him and Barkley. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't imagine the, the, they uh collaborate that well. But uh, what does he say about that that season? You know, those seasons with the Blazers. Did he? You know,
2: does he I'll, I'll start off with Houston. So that? at the end of the last dance, he was a free agent, and yep. you know, Jerry Krause was uh, wasn't going to bring Jackson back. Um, was breaking up the whole band as. You yep. remember from the TV show, the kind of
0: parent. Yep. Um,
2: they weren't so gonna, they weren't
0: going to pay these guys again. They're they they're all pissed off, and just yeah, banned.
2: he he wanted to rebuild the team. They felt like they had one more chance. Yeah, one more run in them, but uh, he didn't want that. So off they went. He initially wanted to go to the Lakers, play with Kobe and Shaq, but fuck!
0: But- Imagine what that would have. Oh, that would have been
2: that would have been crazy. Yeah, but um, Pippen wanted a decent contract because the one before that, he signed at the end of Game 2 uh, in the 1991 season. He signed, was it six years for $18 millions. That's um, right, yeah. That terrible, you know, he became, became became
0: one of the cheapest contracts in the NBA, didn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he signed that early, but there was he stated there was two reasons he signed that early was that he wanted to keep supporting his family yeah, he decided his-, his family needing to support them he needed the years
0: of security uh, you know he wanted a stable place to play you know without risk of not being able to earn money I guess on, on behalf of his family
2: yeah and uh, yeah, and then so that was the, the
0: motivation other- of
2: signing that so so he wants big money you know going to Houston right yeah yeah so after that he wanted he wanted the money so um Jerry, Dr. Jerry Bass or Boos or how you say, it, they want to pick up, pick up his contract because they were paying a shitload of money to Shaq. So he ended up signing a five year, 67 million contract with Houston. Five now, years, was it? Yeah. Geez. So at the time, Hakeem was 36, Barkley was 35. His scoring went down dramatically, and his job basically at the team was to feed Hakeem and Barkley. Yeah, he wouldn't have liked that. And at, at the time, Barkley. I've got six championships. Give me the ball. <laughs> at the time, Barkley wasn't. He wasn't super keen to keep his body in tip top condition, so I don't know if he you remember fucking, seeing seen. He, he would have been stuffing the cheeseburgers down his
0: gob. Yeah, a
2: yeah. Great time. at that time in his career. If you see his body, he doesn't truly. Uh, he yeah, he was he was he was a butterball. Wasn't <laughs> by that by that stage. Yeah, a so bit, like, people, bit like a bit like baby Davis. <laughs>
0: Probably slightly better than Glenn Davis, but uh, he has that fifty game Houston season. Doesn't
2: go well. Doesn't quite mesh with the other guys. Yeah, him and and Barkley, the team doesn't gel. Him and Barkley start to clash and he's like, all right, I need to get out of here. So he was traded to Portland. He was traded to Portland for Calvin Cato, Stacey Ogman, Walt Williams, Ed Gray, Brian Shaw and Carlos (laughs) Rogers. Fucking hell. Carlos Rogers as well,
1: okay,
0: yeah. (laughs) Calvin Cato. I haven't heard that. Name in a long time, and the Plastic Man was in there. He was probably past it by then. But that's a
1: that's a huge haul for one dude. The Blazers of that time were not scared of spending money. They had some teams back then that were just full chock full of talent, but didn't ever really uh, come close. But didn't really gel. Could stay out of jail. Well, there was it, the Jail Blazers. This was this was this was pre Jail Blazers. I think is this before. So Pippen this wasn't is- part of the. No, jail I don't blazes? think Pippen was part of the Jail Blazers. Jail Blazers was, was uh, the Damon Stoudemire, uh, yes, um, Zach Randolph, Zach Randolph, yeah, Rasheed and Wallace, Rashid Bolson that, yeah, yep, yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. So, later. when so this is the it? clean Blazers, Frank, that Pippen played played for. I I remember the hype around that team at the time, like they were a contender with
2: Pippen. They had Damon Stoudemire, Steve Smith. Scotty Pippen, Douglas Schroepfer, Rashid Wallace, Iveta Sabonis, Greg Anthony, yeah. Brian yeah. Grant, and the young Jermaine O'Neal.
0: Yeah, there you go. They, stacked. They stacked. Stacked. Stacked.
2: Yeah, that I was. I can stacked. see
0: why you became a fan, Matt. You I mean, you're obviously you you followed the Blazers before that because of Clyde Drexler and stuff, right?
2: Yeah, Clyde Drexler. You reporter. Um, you would have been
0: fully on board with. With Pippen,
1: yeah, yeah, I was like, wow, they're going all out here. They're they're really spending a lot of money. Uh, I wonder if it will, if they'll all, you know, can all play together. And they ended up losing in Game Seven against the Lakers in dramatic fashion, which sort of signaled the end of that
2: team. I think is that right, Frank? Yeah. So I was just about to touch on that. He he does say about Rasheed Wallace could have been a lot better than what he was, but he said the emotion just got the better of him. So he said he he was saying that he could have nearly been a Kevin Durant type of player because he had the range. Yeah. Yeah, he just couldn't stop mouthing off. He says, in the 2000 playoffs against the Lakers, game seven. Now, he doesn't specify which timeout it was, but he says, in a timeout, Dunleavy drew up a play to throw the ball inside to Wallace as they had no one to guard him. As they broke and walked onto the court, Rasheed changed to play. He said, Smitty, which is Steve Smith. Yep. This is what he says to him. He said, fuck what that bitch... In brackets, Dunleavy just said, I'm going to kick the ball out to you and shoot the three. And Pivens just fucking squashing he said, head, you know, this is the coach. This is game seven, and you fucking deciding this on yourself. Yeah. but He was a rogue player, Rasheed Wallace. He would have been hard to coach, for sure. Shortly after, like, writing that, he says, um, like, this happened multiple times, that the players just decided to do their own thing. Yeah, the if players- that's going to happen in game seven... Then yeah, it probably happened throughout the season. Yeah, he said the players continually disrespected Dunleavy um, pretty much all the time, but Dunleavy saw this happen and but he let it happen. He said there's no consequences, so Dunleavy just didn't put his fucking foot down, and the players kept doing it because they knew they could do it and kept doing it. Yeah, so it's he, like
0: bad, bad kids in school when they find out teach a teacher's soft. You know, they just start mucking up more than they do in other classes
2: because they know the guy's soft. He said, you know, Dunleavy lost control a long time ago. You know, they Why didn't play. Well step and- in
0: there? Why did he sit hey, fucking Rashid. fuck you, man. We're doing the play. It, was, it wasn't really Pippin's way, though, was it? He was sort of a more reserved. He seemed like a more reserved character, you know.
1: I mean, course, to be yeah. fair, Pippin bitched out as well and fucking refused to go into game when... There is that, that. So I mean, you know, there is the pot calling the kettle black a little bit there, but maybe,
0: yeah, maybe just, just, yeah, just fell into the the cunty ways of the team and didn't really enjoy it. Does he? What else does he say about that, Frank?
2: Uh, about Portland? Yeah, not a whole lot because after that season, for the next three seasons, he was pretty much injured for a lot of the time. I think he, his body because he used to fucking take so many charges. like It's no wonder that his back was fucked. Uh, so he says for the next three seasons with Portland, he um didn't play that much at all. And that was, I think that was the start of his, you know, the decline in his career. Yeah, approaching retirement after
0: that. What I remember about Pippen is, yeah, he was an incredibly physical defender. He'd always put his body on the line. He was always in front of the guy, you know, letting them bang into him. And that would have taken its toll, you know? And Pippen was always doing the team thing. In my view, most of the
2: time, uh, when a lot of players weren't concerned with that at all. To go back on the 1.8 seconds game, does talk about that a little bit. Like he Cucco, says. Where
0: Cujo, Kuko chit the buzzer.
2: I mean, he, he talks about, you know, that year he came third in MVP. Um, it, was a, it was the first year Jordan, you know, left the Bulls. So he had a great year that year. Um, and, you know, it, it came to that. And the previous play, apparently, Tony stuffed up the play and he was pissed off about that. And then when Phil said, all right, this plays for Tony, um, Scotty, you're passing the ball in, like he cracked it big time and said, yeah. you know, after everything I've done for the, this team for this year, coming third in MVP, so, you know, he felt that he made you stepped up and should be the leader of the teams. like, you know, you're passing, you, you're giving the last shot to Kukoc. I so said, if this was Jordan, even though Kukoc has made a fair few of the game shots that year, would you have given the, the ball to Kukoc and not Jordan? Pip had felt he'd, he'd earned that right to take that shot, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's sort of what
0: I got from it. Uh, and Phil chose to go away from that.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> now he, he talks but about. Still, going
0: in. I, do, I don't, uh, you know, I don't respect the decision to not check into the game. Like, that's bad.
1: He, felt- he looks like an idiot because Kukai hit the shot. I mean, <laughs> that's right. To step I mean, onto that, the court, that's the only thing that of matters him. in the end, right? I mean, he looks like a fucking little bitch that I mean, it's you know just
0: fucking pass Kukoach the ball, let him shoot it. Yeah. You know, get it get over yourself, kind of thing. Like yeah. yeah, unfortunately that's what what people remember about Scotty. You know, he was he was a bit bitter and twisted. Yeah. Um it yeah. sort of matters yeah. in the perception of a player, you know. It's sort of you know, that was it was very personality driven in the nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, Not so he, much now. I don't he, find
2: it's as personal anymore with the players. He says that he feels bad to the players and all that, but he still thinks to his very day that he made the right decision yeah. for himself. He he, he, stands he, he felt him. like he, he needed to make a stand for himself.
0: Yeah. And whatever detriment he he's accepting of.
2: Yep. What else is there about Pippen? Um, you know, and then after the Portland thing, he he was a free agent. Yeah. Um, he signed with the Bulls two years, ten million. He thought about Miami, but Miami weren't going to give him too much money. M- Memphis offered him the same two years 10 million as well as the owner was going to sell him a part of the team to him but he decided to go back to chicago because was that
0: vancouver back then was that when the team was based in canada or that or was it was in memphis
2: already he might be saying memphis now but it could have been vancouver back then yeah i think he means vancouver grizzlies yeah i think they had sharif abdul rahim at the time and and so he decided to go back to chicago because his wife uh you know she's got her family and he um, and that then they wanted to start a family, so they want to be around family, and so they headed back to Chicago. He only lasted one year, just couldn't play anymore, and he retired in 2004. Yeah, he was wrecked by then.
0: So is that pretty much the end of the book or, you know, what, what does he have anything else to say other than...
2: He says 2011 they had a 20th year anniversary of the first title where the players were reunited at the United right. Centre. Pippen had to persuade Jordan to come as he was still pissed that Kraus broke up the band and felt they could have won another championship. And Pippen does say he believes that, that they could have done it because that season was only 50 games long. They would have been arrested being that they were pretty much the oldest team.
0: Yeah, they could um,
2: have done it. I think they could have done it.
0: I think yeah. I agree
2: with him. I think they
0: could have done it. Yeah, Kraus didn't want to spring for the new contracts. He was just like, nah, fuck him,
2: let him walk. And uh, what, a, like, what a dick. Then he sort of goes on. He he has thought about coaching. 2008, he approached Jordan, who had recently hired Larry Brown as coach, as head coach. But approached yeah, um, Jordan about coaching. Yeah. So Jordan said, all right, talked to Larry Brown for a spot." He said Brown wasn't interested, and he said he had he had staff that he needed.
0: So, so yeah. he, was snubbed. he was snubbed for a coaching job at Charlotte there.
2: Yeah, and then previous to that as well, in 2005, he said that uh, Phil Jackson invited him to a training camp for the Lakers and he worked out with Kobe. He was thought, I oh, maybe assistant manager here, but at the time, Brian Shaw, who was an assistant coach, saw him as a threat. And um, Fuck, if he wasn't better than Brian Shaw, he can't be very good as a, co- <laughs> as a coach. Yeah, so after that, Um, His old college team offered him a position, but he turned that down and he moved to Florida, settled down and. Start firing off hot takes. Yeah. With crazy hairstyles. (laughs) Looked like a fucking
0: hillbilly. Living vicariously through his son's career now, who spells his name different. Yeah.
2: So is that pretty much the end of it? Like, yeah. Does he. Yeah, that's pretty much the end of it. There's a few bits and pieces in the middle, but, you know, nothing real, nothing really important that we don't know about. We've all learned something
0: about uh, Scotland. Pippen through uh, part one and part two of this book review of Unguarded. Go get the book. Well, actually, you don't need it now, do you? Because you've uh,
2: heard our review. Well, there's still bits and pieces that make it interesting, but
0: yeah, it's, it's a good read. Scotty Pippen, back in the day, you know, when I was playing, uh, I started playing men's basketball, I started playing with Chieftains and all those guys are in a high year level. Those guys were totally against Jordan and all in on Pippen. Like they loved Pippen. They're like, ah, you know, fuck Jordan. He's overrated. Pippins, he's the real driver of that team. And he had a good career despite never being really. I mean, I guess, I guess he was recognized as an elite player, right? He's in the top 50? Yeah,
2: he's in the top 50, top 75. He was on the Dream Team. Yeah, he was in the Dream Team in 92 and 96. I think he's still the only NBA player to have won a title and an Olympic gold medal in the same year twice. So he's done all right, despite being a bit of a chick. He is also one of five players in NBA history who has led the team in five categories. A versatile dude, man. Very versatile, good passer,
0: great defender. Maybe one of the best on-ball defenders.
2: Well, uh, Barkley has said numerous times that he's the best one-on-one defender that he's ever seen. I reckon a lot of people concur with that. All right, shall we do a couple of quick commish? All right, let's let's burn through the commish. He's the commissioner. He's a tough yet
0: compassionate boss with an unorthodox style of bending the rules. One man takes it day to day with offbeat humor and street smart skill.
2: Oracle, what do you got? So, we're going to keep it nice and short. I've got a couple of longer ones for later on. But uh, going in with the headbands I said of last episode. Oh, you were going to ban the headband, weren't you? Yep. Headbands gone. If you ball and sweat and get some fucking wristbands, use them like every other cunt. So, so, I guess you're against bandanas as well, then? Who the fuck was a bandana?
1: Don't people in NBL that wear bandanas.
2: That's I know, guys that,
1: that play domestic,
0: yeah, they they
2: put a bandana on.
1: Not sure, are they legal in the NBA? Don't know, I don't think so. Not
0: in FIBA, definitely not in FIBA. They're not, not in FIBA. You know?
2: Okay, yeah. With okay. the headband thing, the next thing I'm going to tackle is a shooter sleeve. Okay, yeah, I'm interested to hear this. If you don't shoot more than eighty percent from the three point line, you're not wearing a fucking shooter sleeve. You have to earn a shooter sleeve, is what you're saying. Dwight Howard, now why the fuck is this can't kind of wearing a fucking shooter sleeve? <laughs> Even LeBron James. Now, he, he fucking didn't he rip off uh, some sleeves or some shit in the game because it stopped him know. from fucking. I don't like or it. Whatever?
0: I, I see people wearing that shit and I'm just like,
1: yeah, nah. Don't see yeah. the point. What is the reason for it, though? Is it is it because they had an elbow injury or something like that? Is it What is the actual bullshit reason they give for wearing
2: them? I don't know. They just call them shooter sleeves and fucking. Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit.
0: It's Man, probably it's- just supposed to keep things warm or whatever. I-, I don't know. But I'm with you, Frank. Ban this shit. Unless you're a good fucking free throw shooter. Fuck you. You can't wear it. If you want to
2: improve your fucking free throw, just fucking practice. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here, i supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Well, coach- I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about Practice. Wearing a fucking shooter sleeve isn't going to fucking help you.
0: Are we banning other, like, under-uniform
2: gear, or is it just, just a sleeve that pisses you off? Nah, just a sleeve and a headband. Which is quite a lot of it. And then the very last one, Spike Lee. But no one told
0: me. No one told me. I'm staying here. But you go, shut your hand on my
2: back, my whole
0: I've
2: been using the same entrance for twenty plus years. Drake. I am being guided by some other power. I don't know what it is, but somebody likes me somewhere. <laughs> DJ Khaled. And and the man should praise the queen. But, you know, my way of praising is called,
0: how was dinner? Um, You like the house you're living in. You like all them clothes you get in. I'm taking care of your family. I'm taking care of my family. You know, putting in the work. So
1: you're saying like, you don't go down? Nah,
2: nah, never.
1: All of that to say you don't go down? Come on. Um, you don't eat the boxing? Nah, Come on,
2: Khaled.
0: Oh, oh, you eat no food, nah, I thought that's what nah. hold you down was about. Nah,
2: well, I don't.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> never in life, or did nah, you try it and didn't nah, like the taste? I, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't. <laughs> Not even like for her birthday? Nah, listen. Christmas? She get, she get, she Jeez. Jeez, I put in that work. My, my work is great. You got to understand, I'm the dawn, I'm the king, you know what I'm
2: saying? And she's the Everybody's queen. the king of the house, huh? She's the queen. Of course. So? I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I just can't do what you want me to do. <laughs> I just can't. Okay. Damn, Caleb, you messing up. You're banned from games every single <laughs> fucking game. I'm sick of seeing your fucking face down there thinking you're fucking someone when you actually... We don't give a fuck about you. Yapping to the opposite team. You're fucking gone and dusted. Watch it from home. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of
0: banning cunts from NBA games, so I had a suggestion from a listener of this podcast. Big Wolsey, Big shout out to Chris DJ Wolsey out there. Um, his suggestion was to ban Red Panda. <laughs> he wants her out. He's sick of the plate spinning. Yeah. Sick of seeing that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah, they, need, I, I, they need more I, halftime shows. They need more talent. They need to bring some more, variety, them, more right? talent.
0: Also, the, the guy with the chihuahua, he hates that. Fuck that off. If he was committed, he's like, nah, those guys are never performing at halftime again. But I threw this at him. I said, well, hang on. This might piss the boys off. What about the chair dude, right? Yeah. And he goes, nah, nah, chair dude's good. Chair dude's he- okay. I'm all right with him. And I
2: said, oh, thank, thank fuck. You gotta love the chair dude. Yeah. Now nah, we're a keeping, old in, cunt. keeping that guy. Yeah. You should be fucking training more cunts so there's more chain. more fucking chair dudes out there. If
0: anything, he should be the fucking standard, and everyone should have to try to be better than that. Yeah. Exactly. Fresh, fresh halftime entertainment. Yeah. Band Red Panda
1: and the guy with the uh small dog. Yeah, this, that seems like they only have a few acts and they just cycle through them. They need some yeah, more. Yeah, they
0: got a few go-tos, they roll them out. Not much else. Come on, NBA, lift your fucking game. Silver, fucking alien cunt. All right, was is well, that no, the end of the commission? Or have you, uh, one more you have quick another?
2: thing, just to sort of go with that. Any fucking commentator on games that use the term appreciate greatness or haters, you're fucking sacked. I fucking hate them <laughs> fucking terms. Yeah, there's probably language that... Uh, appreciate greatness. Uh, get fucked.
0: I'd like to yeah. try and ban Mark Jackson, saying, "With all due respect."
2: That sort of goes into another one. I've did write down Mark Jackson fired from anything to do with the NBA, same as Doc Rivers. <laughs> a fucking bunch of shit cunts. Oh, well, that sounds yeah. We could do a whole episode on that.
0: <laughs>
2: anyway, that that's enough for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's a that's a quick look into the crystal balls of the Oracle there. If he was commish, if Wolsey was commish, we know what they would do. And uh and uh, and we get, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there for this episode. Finished off the book there, finished off perusing through Pippin's uh, the the pages of Pippin's book there. And um I'll always remember how you were always into Pippin as well, Frank. Like he's we 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 haven't really mentioned that, but that he's kinda like your favorite dude of all time, right?
2: Yeah, he's my favorite player of all time. D- despite like got- of, you know, what he says and and all that shit, um, just watching, watching him play was a fucking great.
0: That's what I remember from, uh, yeah, from when we were younger and we'd talk about basketball and that. You're you, you always a big advocate of Pippen.
2: Yeah, probably the, the best thing of what I liked about him was, you know, he could control a game defensively. He can. Only score eight points, but control the game on the defensive end.
0: And he could facilitate other dudes too. He kind of invented that point forward role. Yeah. All right, well, uh, yeah, let's leave it there. That's been it. That's, I don't know why I say that's been it. That doesn't make any sense. That's the end of the Garbage Time Basketball podcast for this episode. I want to thank Matt for joining us. Thanks, mate. Good no. to, uh, thank you, mate. Good to be talk here. About stuff again and, uh, jump over to the Passive Aggressive podcast to hear, uh, more dick shit and ass jokes from the, from the lads over there on all your podcast apps and, uh, and, and Frank, the Oracle, uh, mate. Thanks very much for taking us through Pippin's life there mate uh, We've all learned something I think about Scotty. Not a problem Enjoyed it And uh, we'll see everyone next time Get at us on the socials, Instagram Twitter. I think we're on TikTok now Frank, is that right? We're on the
2: fucking TikTok, whatever the fuck but, it I is. I don't know
0: anything about that. It's Yeah, but go over and check that out. Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, it's been great We'll uh, We'll be back soon uh, it's the off-season. we got a little bit less to talk about at the moment, but, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get in your ears again very, very soon. See you later,
1: everyone. I'll talk to you guys later. Cheers. See ya. And there were, a certain percentage of
2: them were hoarse. <laughs> Horse well, you know, horses are fucking you know, they eat horse. horse. Meat's pretty,
1: yeah, I'm okay know. with that. Like, I'm like, people are like, oh, I'm like, look, you're perfectly fine. You know like what the best people- meat of the horse is? The dick.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind. Meat. People are perfectly fine with them getting the shit whipped out of them while they bet money on them, but uh, no, nah, you're fucking, you know, <laughs> you put a bullet between shit. Put a bill, you know, fire a bullet behind its ear and then fucking make it into a hot dog. Fucking people like, oh, <laughs> fuck that. <clears throat> it's going to yeah. get to the point, man, where we're going to need to eat everything. Like, yeah, I- I eat the I'd the
0: fucking,
2: I'd rather that
0: people turn against, you know, turn cannibal and start trying to eat their fucking neighbor.